with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie Now it's time to talk farming and I'm delighted to welcome back Katrina Morris, the editor of the Farmer's Journal. Good morning to you, Katrina. Good morning, friend. Delighted to be back. And uh, welcome back indeed, and I hope all is well. All is great. Thank you very much. Good, good. Delighted to hear it. Let us kick off with that World Cup uh, burger bonanza to drive up uh, beef uh, consumption. But I was interested to read, Katrina, that question's now being asked as to why Irish beef is at the bottom of the EU price table. I mean, we, we have that premium reputation, haven't we? We have that premium reputation. We have, obviously, a very grass-fed beef product compared to some other countries on the market. And as you say, farmers are rightly asking why are Irish prices now at the bottom of the EU table and in fact lagging behind uh, countries like Argentina Mm. and Poland, which we would always consider ourselves superior to in our beef product. So the suspicion, Fran, would be that there's someone keeping a few quid in the pocket somewhere along the chain. Um, But demand for the World Cup um, soccer fans now will be out in force. They'll be going out to watch, ma- watch matches, mm. and there'll be uh, what we've called a burger bonanza. This is expected to be a big hike in, in beef demand. So we do expect a strong hike in beef prices over the coming weeks because the World Cup, plus the usual Christmas buying by factories, which will happen in the next kind of two weeks or so, um, should put prices up to where we, you know, where Irish farmers think Irish beef prices should be. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens where that is concerned. But I love the notion of the burger uh, bonanza for the World the World Cup. There's a ban on burning bushes as well, and uh, that kicks in pretty soon, I suppose. That's right, yeah. So that will kick in from the 1st of January. There's a season where farmers are allowed to burn bushes, um, and that would traditionally be from the 1st of September to the end of February. There was a major kerfuffle last year when Minister for the Environment, Eamon Ryan, didn't give a derogation for the burning of bushes, which had always been given Mm. every year, kind of no questions asked. At that time, he said that 2022 was going to be the last year that burning of bushes would be allowed. He will be sticking to his guns. And the problem is there is no other solution. So I was going to ask you what the alternative to that is. The alternative really is you pile up the bushes in the corner of the field and call it a biodiversity area. There's only so much space you can give Mm. to that on, on many farms. Or the other option is that you transport it to a landfill that will take green waste or you bring in a machine to mulch it. So it's kind of, I suppose, ironic that the the decision to not allow the burning of bushes could actually cause bigger environmental problems in terms of burning fossil fuels to transport bushes and uh, diesel used in a mulcher. So the carbon so, footprint for this could be larger than just burning the bushes? You would just wonder at the um, the sensibility of it, to be honest. Yeah. Of course, there's extra cost involved then as well, isn't extra there? Extra cost, absolutely, yeah. And, you know, farmers, they, they take advantage of the open season for being able to maintain hedges. And, and it's an important part of being able to you know work farm machinery and keep hedges stock-proof for animals. Um, and to not be able to tidy up after themselves and, you know, be able to dispose of, of that um, is kind of annoying and also, in the next, in the new agri-environmental scheme, there's actually a measure where farmers are being encouraged to coppice, which is to uh, tidy up the hedges, cut back some and lay the hedges, as a lot of people would call it. 
there will be plenty of um, trimmings left over after that and farmers are now saying what are we supposed to do with it? That's interesting, isn't it? Um, the veterinary medicines bill, there's a, it's been stalled, has it? Stalled, yeah. So th- we've been talking about this probably for 18 months, I yeah. think, at this stage. This is, um, as listeners might remember, it's the introduction of needing a prescription for some very common medicine products that would never have required a prescription before. So, example, routine wormers. And then there is talk of splitting the role of the vet as a prescriber of a particular veterinary medicine and the vet as the seller of that particular vet, that particular veterinary medicine and taking away that incentive um, that could be there for a vet to both prescribe and sell a product. Um, the whole thinking behind this part of it really is that there's a, obviously a huge drive on to reduce antibiotic use mm, yeah. because that affects not only animals but, but uh, humans as well. Um, so, unfortunately, the Agriculture Committee are not happy with the legislation as it's framed, the draft legislation as it's framed at the minute. They're saying more work needs to be done, and for that reason, the 1st of December introduction of those rules definitely will not happen. The deal uh, between Russia and Ukraine on the Black Sea grain exports, what's the story there at the moment? Because Russia pulled out of this, essentially, but I, I think you, Ukraine continued to export, did they not? So there has been negotiations ongoing. And actually, Anne Finnegan, my colleague in the Farmers Journal, um, te- sent me a text there just before we came uh, on air to say that this deal has now been signed. So it is an agreement that's in place, I suppose, to allow a certain amount of grain and other foodstuffs out of that region. And Russia and Ukraine, that is back in place. So it will, it will allow that export of Russian food and fertiliser the, the, the downstream effect of that, I suppose, is it should soften uh, fertiliser prices and should hopefully stabilise food prices if it continues. Well, hopefully so, indeed. Um, bird flu as well. Can I ask you about that, uh, Katrina? Because it seems to be threatening more than the turkeys at this point, is it? Yeah, that's right. Obviously, the, the flock that was affected was 3,000 birds in a turkey flock in County Monaghan. But... It is bird flu. It has the potential to affect all types of birds, um, directly and indirectly. So the uh, poultry producers aren't are very concerned about laying hens and broilers because this is a disease that if it gets into a flock, it just runs rampant. Mm. Um, there's a huge, huge national effort focused, I suppose, in Cavan and Monaghan, where 70% of Ireland's birds are farmed to try and keep a lid on this disease. It's a very difficult thing to do. I think there were six cases in total last winter. Um, we've had that one in in Monaghan, mm. in the turkey flock, but it would have huge impact for um, all poultry farmers, so the ones that are producing eggs and the ones that are producing chicken for the shelves as well. Yeah, because, of course, we're seeing in the UK now that there's a rationing of, of eggs, and we're also concerned, I suppose, at the turkey supply for Christmas here. One flock being affected so far isn't isn't going to affect the supply chain. The supermarkets, the supermarkets tell us, Lidl and Aldi have both said they've, they've good availability and they don't foresee any issues. Unfortunately, if other flocks are affected, that's where we could see a problem. But hopefully that will not come to pass. As I say, a huge national effort there between the farmers, the Department of Agriculture, you know, there's protective zones and surveillance zones in place in Monaghan at the minute. So we'll all hope that it won't come to 
affecting the Christmas turkeys. Right. I wonder how it will affect prices, though, of turkeys at Christmas, or will it? Scarcity nearly always means an increase in price, but I suppose a lot of that will depend on when people are placing their orders. As always, Fran, I think we spoke about this time last year, the idea is to get into your your shop or your butcher and place your order early and and make sure that you can get yours. Uh, Katrina, you're so welcome back. Lovely to talk to you today, and thanks very much indeed. Thank you. Thanks, Fran. Good morning to you. That's Katrina Morrissey there. Katrina, of course, is a Tipperary woman from CARE and editor of the Farmer's Journal. The journal is on your shelves right now. If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call TIP today on 1-800-938-007. TIP FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie